0: Joshua chapter 2 this morning. If you have a Bible, Joshua chapter 2, glad you came this morning. Here's the big, the big last hoorah weekend in northern Michigan or wherever you're at. Labor Day weekend where not many people labor. <laughs> Amen. Joshua chapter 2, when you find your place, and if you're able, would you stand please? We'll read some some of the chapter here and see what we can come up with. Joshua chapter 2, the Bible says, beginning here in verse 1, and Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. And the woman took the two men and hid them and said, Thus there came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whether the men went, I wot not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up uh, to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan under the fords. It's interesting. Fords. Must not have been a Chevy lover. But anyways, just kidding. That's a place of water there. And as soon as they which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof and she said unto the man i know that the lord hath given you the land and that your terror is fallen upon us and your terror uh, and, and, and all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you for we have heard how the lord dried up the water of the red sea for you when you came out of egypt by the way that was 40 years ago to date like 41 years ago from this point when you came out of egypt and what you did unto the two kings of the amorites that were on the other side jordan Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have shewed you kindness, that you will also shew kindness unto my father's house and give me a true token, and that you will save alive my father and my mother, and my brethren, and my sisters, and all they, uh, all, all that they have, and deliver our lives from death. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will kindly deal kindly and truly with thee. Then she let them down by a cord through the window. For her house was upon the town wall, and she dwelt upon the wall. And she said unto them, Get you to the mountain, lest the pursuers meet you. And hide yourselves there three days, until the pursuers be returned, and afterward may ye go your way. And the men said unto her, We will be blameless of this thine oath, which thou hast made us swear. Behold, when we come into the land, thou shalt bind this line of scarlet thread in the window, which thou didst let us down by, and thou shalt bring thy father, and thy mother, and thy brethren, and all thy father's household home unto thee. And it shall be that whosoever shall go out of the doors of thy house into the street, his blood shall be upon his head, and we will be guiltless. And whosoever shall be with thee in the house, his blood shall be on our head, if if any hand be upon him. And if thou utter this our business, then we will be quit of thine oath, which thou hast made us to swear. And she said, According unto your words, so be it. And she sent them away, and they departed, and she bound the scarlet line in the window. All right, let's pray. Father, we come before you, and we plead the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today. Father, I need some help, and Father, not just a plea for help, but Lord, your people need help this morning. Your sheep have come out, Lord; they've been faithful to be here. And Father, it's been a good service so far. And Father, we pray that you would continue to have the highest seat in the house here, and Father, that you'd be lifted up. And your word says, if the Son of Man be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto yourself. And Father, I pray you bless your word as it's preached, and help your people with whatever it is they're dealing with today, the struggles, the fears, and everything they face. Father, we love you. Would you come back soon and get us out of this old world? But Father, until then, keep us faithful to you. Come in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Thank you. You may be seated. Now, here in Joshua chapter 2, they're ready to go into the land, and the first order of business is spying out the land. Amen? Nothing like a good spy movie here amen so you got a couple spies going in you know that's uh, some of the probably the most terrible movies but the greatest movies are that involve spies and that's an interesting thing that whole thing about espionage and spying and all that but you got some spies are going in the land they're going specifically to the city of Jericho and the Bible says that two spies are sent in of course and they they uh, they stay and are hid by the harlot Rahab and I always thought that was an interesting thing You know, if I was a spy and I was a Jew, uh, why would I want to go to the red light district? You ever wonder why it's called the red light district? I believe it's found right here in Joshua chapter 2 because of that scarlet thread. The red light district is not a very nice place in town. I don't think Ayasco County has a red light district. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. But in in the old, uh, the bigger cities, they have a red light district, which is a place of ill repute nonetheless, and you have Har- uh, Rahab the harlot, and uh, she, uh, she pops a scarlet uh, line in verse uh, 21, that scarlet cord that helps those spies get through a window and over a wall and to safety. And, uh, and then, of course, they offer that same protection to her if she puts that scarlet thread in the window. And I'd like to do the best that I can this morning to preach about a message entitled This Scarlet Line, This Scarlet Line. And verse 20, uh, twenty-one says, "And she said, according unto your word, so be it." And she sent them away, and they departed. And she bound the scarlet line in the window. Now that scarlet line, for whatever it's worth, it's called a cord, and that thing historically was heavy enough to let men through a window and down a wall, so it was more than just a little tiny thread. You know, you, I think, with the word thread, you think of something in grandma or mom's sewing box there, but this thing was uh, defined as a cord in verse fifteen. And uh, strong enough, uh, thing, I think about paracord, a military cord or something like that. And, and you can let someone down through it. But I want to try to preach the best I can about this scarlet line. i spiritualize some of these things tonight. This is historical event that took place. And they're ready to go over, but they've got to spy out Jericho first. And you know the story in many Sunday school stories. You know Rahab, she shows up in the book of Hebrews chapter 11. And she's commended for her faith. And you know the long of old... Uh, the old problem that people have with the Bible is, first of all, is they don't believe it. And the second part is, is when they come to a place like Rahab, they're dumb enough, I'm sorry, they're ignorant enough to think that, uh, that the Lord blessed Rahab for lying. But the Bible is very clear in Hebrews and James that Rahab was blessed for her faith and that she had the spies. And now uh, she was blessed because she took care of these Jewish spies. Uh, she wasn't blessed because she told a lie about saving a you know, Jewish man's life. But that's uh, what they call situational ethics today in this world. And people often think that uh, it's okay to do whatever you want to do if the situation requires it. But the Lord blessed Rahab and saved Rahab's house not to get ahead of our preaching today because she took care of his people. And the Jewish people are the apple of, her, of his eye. But I want to try to preach a little bit about this scarlet line. I want you to show you, first of all, here in verse 1, I want you to show you what you already know, that it shows up in the house of sinners. It shows up in the house of sinners here in verse 1. Uh, Joshua chapter 2, verse 1, you notice here, first of all, it says, And they went and came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. You notice this scarlet line, it's not discriminatory. Uh, you know, uh, the, a lot of churches, a lot of religions are discriminatory. They really are. Uh, you have to be a certain clout. You have to be a certain, uh, certain dressed a certain way. You have to act a certain way to be a part of the church. And But here, this scarlet line here, it's non-discriminatory. It shows up in the house of sinners. That's a weird thing, isn't it? But let me tell you what, this scarlet line shows to be, uh, is a picture of salvation. It's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a picture of the blood. It's a number of pictures here in the Bible. I want you to see that it shows up in the house of sinners. And you know who need help? Sinners need help. Amen? Uh, uh, saints need help. Not just sinners. Uh, often a uh, time, uh, you'll see people in town or wherever, and they don't uh, look the way you think they should look. But let me tell you what, the scarlet line is there for them too. It's not just for saints, it's for sinners. And this scarlet line, it shows up in the house of sinners. And uh, it's interesting to me, in Matthew chapter 21, verse 31, Jesus is, uh, he's preaching, he's preaching away. And you know what he says? He says, verily I say unto you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. And you know who the you is he's talking about? The religious people. You know some of the biggest not-headest people in the world? A bunch of religious people. I'm talking about, I'm not trying to be cruel and unusual, I'm not trying to be a jerk, but people that have sat in church their entire life. Oftentimes people sit on a pew and end up going right to hell because they never, if I could say it like this, if I could spiritualize it, they've never secured that scarlet thread to their window. And I'm telling you what, Jesus Christ knew enough. He said, You know what, you bunch of religious, pious Pharisees and scribes and so forth and so on, you fast all the time, you do everything right, and you think there's nothing wrong with you. I got a bunch of harlots and I got a bunch of sinners going to the kingdom of God before you. They're way You ever stop and think about the lost people of this world? They got a lot more common sense than some Christians do. They really, I'm not justifying their sin, I'm not saying that we should become like them, but you know what a harlot and a sinner, a sinner knows? Harlan Republican, they know they're wicked. They really do. You think a harlot goes home at night and goes, well, oh, I really like my job opportunity I got here. I mean, it was not, wasn't on Indeed, but man, this is a great choice for my life. You think a publican, uh, IRS agent, so forth and so on, went home at night and said, man, this is just the greatest, this is just the greatest uh, uh, job I could ever have. I, I just love ripping people off. Now, you know some Christians like that, amen? You know a lot of lost people like that too. But I'm telling you what, those harlots and those publicans were farther ahead than a lot of religious people. I'm just saying that in our text, that scarlet line, it doesn't discriminate. It shows up in the house of sinners. Sinners need that scarlet line. Not only that, if I could show you another thing here about the scarlet line this morning. Uh, not only does it show up in the house of sinners, but I want you to show you about this scarlet line this morning. Verse 3, I want you to notice that this scarlet line, it secures a hiding place for saints. It secures a hiding place for saints. Here on verse 3, in Joshua chapter 2, verse 3, the Bible says, And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee which are entered into thine house, for they be come to search out the country. But I want you to see here is that uh, uh, the verse says, that's verse 1, verse 3. Which one says she hit him? Four, thank you. And the woman took the two men and hid them. That's what I'm after. You see that scarlet thread pictured by Rahab there? Not only does it show up in the house of sinners, but it provides a hiding place for saints. You know, some of y'all need here this morning, you just need a place to hide. I know we come to church and most of us try and do our very best to wear the best we got or clean up or smell good. And you know, a lot of times we just need a place to hide. I'm telling you what, it's it's September, what is it, September 3rd or 4th, 4th today, 3rd? It is a 3rd? I don't know what day it is. I don't know what time, time to preach, I guess. Uh, You know what I know? Uh, Without the grace of God, we're all in trouble. And sometimes you just need a place to hide. That's it. Some of you come here this morning, you're looking for a place to hide. Let me tell you what, that scarlet line can give you that place to hide. That's a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs chapter 27, Proverbs twenty seven five. he says from the time, I'm sorry, that's Psalm 27.5, from the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. I mean, Do you ever just wanted some days just to go hide away, abscond away from the world, they say? Just had enough of this cotton-picking place, want to get out of here? But you're not, you're not, you're not thinking about suicide because that's stupid, you know what I mean? One preacher said, I knew if I tried suicide I'd miss and I'd be like half retarded the rest of my life and my wife would have to feed me and I'd be thinking the whole time what a dumb decision that was. But don't sometimes you just want to hide and get away from everything? Amen. I'm telling you what, the scarlet line shows up and it's a place where it hides sinners and it hides saints alike. And she hid them. And she hid them, them spies, uh, the Lord's the apple of the Lord's eye. And I just want to try to show you that it's a, it's a hiding place for saints. You know, the great hymn of the faith. I can't remember who wrote that thing. He says, He hideth my soul in the cleft of the rock that shadows a dry, thirsty land. He hideth my life in the depths of His love and covers me there with His hand. It's a hiding place. i tell you what I need. I Come Monday morning, I need a hiding place. You say, why? Because I just preached three hours of stuff that I'm going to be hammered with all week long. <laughs> and I just preached three hours of stuff that you all going to be hammered with all week long. I need a hiding place. You say, well, that's not very manly. Help yourself. I need to hide sometimes. Uh, I need to hide from the king of Jericho. That's a picture of the devil. You say, why is it a picture of the devil? Because he's against that Jew. And I just need a hiding place. I just need a place where I can go hide. Remember when you were a kid and you got scared, you go... Hide in the closet, you'd hide under the bed, right? Or if you knew you were in trouble, you'd go hide under the bed. Or you, some, some of my friends, man, they, they'd run down the road and hide from mom and dad. But this scarlet line, it secures a hiding place for saints. I think over there in 1 John chapter 1, and verse 7, the Bible says, The blood of Jesus Christ cleanseth us from all sin. Sometimes I need to hide, and I need that scarlet line. I need the blood of Jesus Christ just to cover me from all the dirtiness of this world. All the sin that maybe I've been a part of or I've seen or I've witnessed. or And just saints need a place to hide. That's why I'm thankful for a church. In 2023, listen, things might not be going like you planned it. The people in office aren't doing probably what you want them to. But I'll tell you what, we still have a God in heaven He'll still hide you. He'll hide you under His blood. He'll hide you with the Word. And I'm telling you, you can hide this morning in the Lord Jesus Christ. In the time of trouble, He'll hide you in His pavilion. Well, you've got the scarlet line, the scarlet line, the scarlet thread here. And I'm just trying to preach it practically through the passage this morning. It shows up in the house of sinners. It's available to sinners. It's available to saints. You say, how so? Well, you see, it secures, it hides the spies. It secures for you and me a hiding place. But notice this, this scarlet thread. It's solidified and strengthened through the scriptures. Look at verse 10. This is Rahab here. And over, it's been about 40 years since the waters of uh, the Red Sea dried up. And it says here, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you come up out of Egypt and what you did unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side, Jordan, Sihon, and Og, whom you utterly destroyed. Let me tell you what, this is a different time in history and these events are going on and it's coming back and that stuff is being told to the people of Jericho and you know what it is? It's the Word of God. And you know what Rahab did? She believed it. She believed it, and now she's doing something about it. I find that interesting. All the events of history, the Word of God is taking place right in front of their eyes, and it's making the men faint, and it's melting their hearts. But it's strengthening, and it's solidifying Rahab through the Scriptures. Rahab heard what the Lord had done through Israel in verse 10. And because of that, Rahab believed in who the Lord really was. Look at verse 11. This is how you know. Verse 11 says this, And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. Here it is. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. It's solidified through the scriptures. What she heard was the history of the Jews coming through that land there. And what she heard was the word of God and that she had the scarlet line. And it strengthened her. It solidified her. You ever stop and think about in Romans chapter 10 verse 17? The Bible says, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. You know why she had faith? Because she heard what God did and she believed it. How many times as Christians have we heard what God did? We know God said it and we're like, I'll think about it. I, I know it says trust, you know, the old hymn writer says trust and obey. I know I should trust the Lord, but you know what? I'm going to go ahead and trust uh, what I'm good at. I'm going to trust just the old way I do things all the time. Uh, I know it says that I should do something for the Lord. It knows that I should be in fellowship with the Lord. But you know what? I'm doing all right. I mean, I'm not as bad as my neighbor is. I'm just showing you that that scarlet line is strengthened through the Scriptures. I wonder if you've uh, taken any thought this morning on how the Scriptures strengthen you. Can I give you another one here? It's solidified through the scriptures here in verse 18. I want you to see that this scarlet line, it specifies your separation. It specifies your separation. We're talking about a scarlet line. It can be the blood of Jesus Christ. It can be typified through the Lord himself. It can be typified through any types of deliverance. But I want you to notice in verse 18 that it specifies your separation. You say, well, that's the craziest thing I ever heard. Well, look at verse 18 with me. What has to happen? If Rahab wants her family saved if I could say it like that right if she wants mama saved if she wants daddy saved if she wants her brothers and sisters saved they have to do what? they have to go into her house Do you know a man who is numbered with the transgressors? well oh, that man is Jesus Christ And you know if they wanted to be saved from when the walls come tumbling down in Joshua chapter 6 you know what Rahab's family had to do? they had to be numbered with the transgressor you know who the transgressor is? it's Rahab she's in the red light district She's got the scarlet thread. You see that thing? And her whole family had to be numbered with it. You see a beautiful picture of the Lord Jesus Christ through Rahab. And that specifies yourself. Listen, when you get saved, you know what you have to do? Uh, you, have to, you have to say, you know what? I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died for my sins and there's no other way to get to heaven and Christ was numbered with the transgressors and then you've got you to gotta line up with him. Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13, 13, Let us go therefore without the camp, bearing his reproach. Why? Because he was numbered with the transgressors, and when you get saved, it specifies that you're going to line up with him. It specifies your separation. Because Rahab believed, it specified her separation. So if Rahab's family was to be saved, they had to be numbered with Rahab. She was the transgressor. She was the transgressor. When you trust Christ, you take His name, and you're put into His family. Amen? For me, it was April 24, 1983. Do you remember the day that you got put into Christ's family? Do you remember when you were put into His lineage? The Bible says in the book of Revelation, I am Alpha, I am Omega, beginning and the end. You, remember, you realize that when you trust Christ as your Savior, you become a part of Jesus Christ. You now have no beginning, and you now have, you have eternal life. You say why? Because you were willing to be numbered with the transgressors. You called upon the name of the Lord. That's the one who died for you. And it specifies your separation. This separates you from the world as well as others because why? You've separated yourself unto God. You go to Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Just a simple message on a scarlet line. A scarlet line. Just trying to be practical with the passage. We know historically, this is how, you know, what's going to happen here in Joshua chapter 6. And the walls come tumbling down, right? That's a, that's a great story, isn't it? We tell the kids that story that we come up. If you come up in Sunday school, it's the greatest story in the world. How those walls between, history says between 13 to 28 feet. You say, well, who's right? I wasn't around. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure they were tall, though. And I'm pretty sure they're thick if there's a house on top of the walls. History says they're about six feet thick and uh, 28 feet. I'm thinking they have to be a whole lot thicker than six foot to hold a house. But anyways, I wasn't there. I just believe it was a big wall and uh, the Lord knocked it over. Amen? So look here at Joshua chapter 6, verse 20. I'm talking about specifying your separation. Verse 25. <clears throat> and Joshua saved Rahab the heart alive in her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day. You see that? Joshua saved Rahab the heart alive, and her father's household, and all that she had. All that she had. Why? Because they were willing to separate themselves. It's not like dad just didn't go home, a mom just didn't go to you know shopping at Walmart, and brothers and sisters just didn't go willy nilly wherever they wanted. They were willing to stay and say, "How long is it before they go?" Uh, to chapter 6, at least seven days. At least seven, di- seven days stuck in the house with your family. you think there'd be blood running on the door in some houses. Amen. Oh, I just wish we had time to go. No, you don't. Right? Maybe a little bit. But at least seven days. Think about it. They left. She binds the scarlet line in the window. And you know what they do? They stuff themselves. They gather together in one place. You know what we're doing here today? We're gathered together in one place. I'm praying we're all part of the same family. And there won't be no blood running out the door, amen? But it's good to be with each other. We've separated ourselves from the world because we're separated unto God. We've allowed ourselves to be numbered with the transgressors. And when you walk out of here, you know what? The reproach is on you. Not in here. Thank God in here, it's like, hey man, it's like Christmas morning every day most of the time right amen it's good to see you brother it's good to see you it's good to see you sis you see what i mean but they're separated and they're all together in one place and they had to been there at least seven days interesting in the bible seven days uh the lord dates by sevens right and if every day is like a thousand years there's seven thousand years about time for us to get out of here amen i suppose it's time for the walls to come down it's about time for us to get out of here amen but it specifies our separation. Let me give you another one. The scarlet line, number five, it supernaturally saves. It supernaturally saves. You're already in Joshua chapter 6. But I want you to notice in, in Joshua chapter 6, uh, Israel marches around Jericho. You know the story, right? March around Jericho uh, every day one time. And on the seventh day, they march around that place seven times. That's a bunch of marching. Um, I don't know, maybe about the seventh day, everyone thought they were nuts. Like man, we heard about the Red Sea drying up and the king's getting killed, but this marching business, man, all they need is a, you know a French horn and a couple drums and trumpets and it'd be all right marching band, you know, and so forth and so on. But what happens is they the walls come down in chapter six, but Rahab, as we just read in verse twenty-five, is supernaturally saved. It's supernaturally saved. I want you to think with me just for a second. If the walls came, then if the walls came down, right? That's the story. That's what the Bible says. The walls came down, right? How in the world is Rahab's house still up there? You never thought about that, did you? I don't know if this is true or not. The Bible says the walls came down. They fell inward upon the people. Either, two things happen. I'll give you one. One Most people think this, that there's this little tiny piece of wall sticking up like a toothpick and there's Rahab's house up there. I'm all right with that. God created the universe. Why couldn't he just have one section of the wall, right? But if the Bible says the walls come down, I see his, her house standing on nothing and a scarlet thread hanging down. And you know what Joshua says? Go get him out of that house. Walks over that scarlet. Thread. Come on down. Just like the fireman. <laughs> down you go. You see that? It's supernaturally safe. You can't explain it, can you? But you know what that is? That's a picture of God saving a sinner. The Bible says over in the book of Hebrews that Jesus took them through the wilderness. But it was Joshua. It was, but it was Jesus. You know what I see here? Go to Joshua chapter 6, verse 25. Read it again. If Joshua is a picture of Jesus, Joshua means Jehovah saves. Look at Joshua 6.25. I know it's a different type of message, but man, this is pretty good. 6.25. And Joshua saved Rahab. You see it? Isn't that a beautiful picture? Saved Rahab alive. It's supernaturally saved. The walls came down. So the house supernaturally stands and the scarlet line is bound upon the window of the house. And the house stands and all that are in this house are saved. Every single one of them. Look at verse 25. And Joshua saved Rahab the heart alive and her father's household and all that she had. And she dwelleth in Israel even unto this day. And this brings us to number six. We're almost done here. This scarlet line, I'll give you number six here, it sanctifies your stock. It sanctifies your stock. Look at Matthew chapter 1. This is all about Rahab. Matthew chapter 1, the walls of Jericho, the children of Israel. A beautiful picture. It sanctifies your stock. You ever stop and think that not only was Rahab, she had a pretty tough occupation, right? That's a bad deal. And she was lined up with the Jerichites or Jerichoites or however you say, whatever they were. They're from Jericho, you know what I mean? And uh, she was a harlot by nature. And uh, she, she believed what God was doing for Israel. And she helped out some Jewish spies and she supernaturally saved. But then you get over to Matthew chapter 1, verse 5. I want you to notice this. It strengthens your stock. And Salmon, that's, I know it's a fish, but it's the name of a guy, right? I know it sounds a little fishy, but it's all right. And Salmon begat Boaz of Rachab. You, you hear what the girl sang this morning? It's more than just an old shoe. That's a, that's a story. That's a song written about Ruth. And you know who married... You see what I'm seeing here? And Salmon begat Boaz. You know who Boaz, right? The one that ends up taking Ruth for his wife, the Moabitess, right? The ones who are not supposed to be in the line of Jesus Christ. Boaz and who who is Boaz's mama? Oh, what, look at that. She shows right up. It's Rahab, right in Matthew chapter one verse five. Isn't that a blessing? That entire city got wiped out. One woman got saved and her family. And she shows up in Matthew chapter one, verse five, and she had no lineage before. Her occupation was terrible, it was rancid, it was ungodly, it was wicked. You could say in type, she was dead in her trespasses and sin, amen. But that scarlet thread comes along and she binds that scarlet thread in the window and she's supernaturally saved and what happens next is it strengthens her stock. And you find her in the line with the greats. There's some greats in this uh, Matthew chapter 1. You've got Abraham, you've got Isaac, you've got Jacob and she gets married into the tribe of Judah is that a blessing? You know, one day, uh, some of you were lost and on your way to hell, weren't you? And then you called upon the name of the Lord. You know what you did? You got married into the tribe of Judah. You see that thing there? And you got married to the Lord Jesus Christ. You said that sounds so weird. I know, but that's Bible. Amen? If you're saved today, you're part of the bride of Christ. And you know what? You're strengthened because of it. And that scarlet line strengthens your stock. No more. She might have had some of the scars of sin, so forth and so on. But now she's part of a great lineage. She really is. I mean, she's part of the tribe of Judah. And I'm telling you what, Judah is, uh, is the one that ends up taking over. And Judah is the strong one. And, and not only that, but she bears a son. A harlot bears a son, and his name's Boaz. And that, and that Boaz, Boaz marries Ruth, the Moabitess. And that thing goes on, and it just all of a sudden up pops Obed, right? And next, Obed uh, begets Jesse. And you know, not like Jesse James, but Jesse, like the son of David. And you know who David is, and David and Goliath and all that. Man, what a great lineage that is. It strengthens your stock when you accept that scarlet line, when you trust Jesus Christ as your Savior. She gets into a better heritage. Salmon begat Boaz of Rachab, and Boaz begat Obed and Ruth of Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Her Jerichoite lineage is destroyed. And the cool part about this is, I don't know if that's right to say from the pulpit, but it sure is cool. She's now grafted into a different line. It's exactly what happened when you trusted Christ. She went from a position of weakness to a position of strength. And finally, if I could show you this in verse 16 of Matthew chapter 1. Not only does it strengthen your stock, but this scarlet line traced throughout Joshua chapter 2. Ends up in Matthew chapter 1. Look at verse 16. Verse 16. It showcases the Savior. It showcases the Savior to others. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 1, verse 16, and Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. Listen, with the strength and heritage and with the strength and stock now, Jesus Christ can clearly be seen coming out of the line that Rahab was a part of. That's a blessing to me today. I try to figure that thing out. Of some of these Bible writers and Bible correctors and say the godly line of Seth and the God. I'm telling you what, you look at the line of Jesus Christ. There's a bunch of ungodly people in it. I'm looking out in the multitude of people today, and uh, while you've got your Sunday best on, you have at times been very ungodly. Amen. And I'm telling you what, there's Rahab in there, and there's Judah in there, and Judah was he was a he was a soup sandwich, as the one fellow says, and he's messing around with the, you know with the this that and the other. And all of a sudden, you see Jesus Christ pop up. Here's the point. This scarlet line, if you would, it delivers two Jewish spies after allowing them to hide from their pursuers. It delivers Rahab and her entire family. But most importantly today, as we can apply to us, it showcases the Lord Jesus Christ. He is to be seen throughout this whole thing. I want to ask you this. Is Jesus Christ in your lineage? Can you look in your lineage and say, yeah, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, I can look at mine as a -a seven-and-a-half-year-old boy on April twenty fourth, 1983, and that's the day that I got in line with Jesus Christ. I want to ask you, has there ever been a time where you got in line with Jesus Christ? And now since that, we know that the the scarlet line, we know that it, it showcases Jesus Christ. Can he be seen in your line? Okay, so you're a part of him, he's a part of you, but can others see him? Through you, We preached last week about Enoch and he walked with God and the more he walked with God, the Bible says he was not for God took him. That just says the more he walked with God, the less they saw of Enoch and the more they saw of God. I want to ask you again today, are you in the line of Christ? And can you see Jesus Christ in your life? Can others see Jesus Christ in your life? That's a miracle to me what a little scarlet line would do. A little scarlet line. If you were to die today, would you die in Christ or outside of Christ? I know we're probably most in the saved audience, but i got to ask the question here today. Has there ever been a time in your life where you believe what God said about His Son, Jesus Christ? Has there ever been a time where you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior? If not, can I tell you what? You're just like Rahab. You're in the right place at the right time. That scarlet line is available for you. Are you willing to take that scarlet line and put it upon the window of your soul and say, yes, I believe what God said about His Son, Jesus Christ, came to save sinners of whom I am chief. That's the scarlet line this morning. You either got a hold of that scarlet line or you need to attach it to the window of your soul. If you were to die today, where would you spend eternity? Listen, if you're a saint of God, can I tell you what? There's hiding available for you. It's a place to hide. It's a place where you can strengthen your lineage. And it's a place that Jesus Christ should be showcased in your life. As the invitation hymn begins to play here in just a minute, uh, why not grab a hold of that scarlet line today? Why not? If you're not saved, call upon the name of the Lord and be saved. You'll never regret it. And you say, well, I got that scarlet line many, many, many moons ago. Well, do you need a place to hide this morning? Do you need a place to hide? Do you need a place to be strengthened? Do you need a place just to pray and ask God that you can showcase Jesus Christ in your life?